I am an uncommon church builder. I am leading second. Hey everyone, I'm Brandon Stewart, and welcome back to the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders that our pastors would absolutely kill to have on the team. Well, I am so excited you're here today, so excited you are listening to today's episode. Today's interview is one you are absolutely going to love. Can't wait to get to it today. Uh, Today, we're going to talk to the creative team behind the leading second brand, Yellowbox Creative. I couldn't wait to have this conversation and I believe it's going to be fun and something that's also going to help you in your own leadership journey. So welcome to the podcast today, wherever you're listening from. So honored that you're here and I hope you're enjoying season one. I hope that you're taking it all in. We've done our best to bring to you some conversations we believe um, we all need to be having And uh, we're planning to run season one for a few more weeks and have some big conversations still to come. So I pray that you're sharing this with your team and sharing this with your friends, going back and listening to episodes maybe you haven't had a chance to listen to yet. Thanks for all of you who have uh, shared and subscribed. Um, Man, we just counted an honor to get to have a voice into your world uh, every single week. Before we get into today's episode, I do have an announcement to make, and that is today, if you're listening to this on release day anyway, today is our final day to sign up for fall coaching groups through Leading Second. Coaching groups are some of the great love of my life, and I love spending a few weeks with leaders to uh, talk about increasing capacity. One of my earliest and greatest mentors taught me a few things that shaped my life, and I'm doing my part now to Uh, pass this on. And if you'd like to join a group and you're listening in time, you could still sneak your application in. I'll even take it a couple days late. Don't tell anybody. Uh, But we would love to have you in a fall coaching group. If you're listening to this later, we do coaching groups two to three times a year, and we would love to have you in a group. So make sure and stay tuned to all we're offering there. And um, I just would count it the honor of a lifetime to get to spend a few weeks with you and uh, coach you. Well, every week also on the podcast here, we take a question from a listener of the Leading Second podcast, who is also a member of the Leading Second Forum on Facebook or follows us on social media. And uh, we love hearing your questions. Keep sending them in. And today we have a great one uh, from a podcast listener. So let's check out this question. Hello, this is Vincent from Virginia. I first just want to thank the entire Leading Second crew. The content that you are providing has been golden, personally has blessed uh, my life and, and my leadership development. My question for you is, I have originally been in the second chair and, and leading and then had to take a season, um, and, and step back from, from the high capacity leading in, in the second chair to to take care of myself. I had to um, go through some personal healing and some soul care. Um, but now I'm, I'm stepping back into that leadership position and, and getting ready to, to sit back in that, that second second chair. And I want to know what advice you would you would give someone like myself who is transitioning back 
um, not into the the same leadership capacity and the same role, but getting ready to, to go back into leadership overall and, and sit in a second chair that wasn't originally what I'm used to. Again, thank you so much for your content, and I look forward to hearing hearing your advice. Well, first of all, Vincent, thank you for your question, and um, thank you for your honesty. That's exactly the kind of place that I prayed leading second would become, would be a place that we could talk about real stuff, honest stuff. And so thank you for sending it in and congratulations on a new season. I'm excited for you. You have the chance as you're re-entering ministry to do something significant and that is re-enter totally differently than when you left. In other words, your past is gone. God's mercy is new for you. His grace has covered you and your your pastor or your direct report has obviously made a way for you to re-enter fresh. And I just first of all wanted to encourage you today, maximize your moment. We don't get those moments very often to just push the reset button and say, I am going to I'm going to start in a brand new way. And and I would just encourage you to own the moment and to not let the old voices of of shame or guilt or mistakes or anything that may have happened in the past to invade this new season. God's mercy is new. So let your mind be new and your spirit be new as you head into a new season. Um, I would like to refer you to a book and to anyone listening today, a book that is not necessarily brand new, but one I've been diving into again, a bit recently by Patrick Lencioni called The Ideal Team Player. And I just think if you're going to re-enter ministry, Vincent, that you have the opportunity to be the ideal team player. And in it, uh, Patrick Lencioni brilliantly unpacks the three uh, characteristics of the ideal team player, humble, hungry, and smart. And I'll, I'll let you dive into the book to unpack those more. I can't think of one I would prefer in a team member over the other, but I do agree with his assessment that all three are vital. So maximize your moment, own the day. Congratulations. God's mercy is new for you every day. And I really believe you can be the kind of team member that every pastor would kill to have on the team. And you you can be the kind of leader that others want to follow that reproduces good things into the life of your entire team. So congratulations, Vincent. Um, if you have a question you'd like to hear us answer on the podcast, I'd encourage you to uh, either join the Leading Second Forum on Facebook and send us a, a message there or uh, send us a message through social media or at leadingsecond at churchforward.co and we would love to feature your um, question on a future episode of the podcast. All right, so without further ado, I'm so excited to introduce you today to one of our strategic partners here at Leading Second, and that is Yellowbox Creative. Uh, Yellowbox is actually the group behind the creative design and strategy of Leading Second, and Lindsay and I absolutely loved working with them. Uh, we met them in early 2017 and just really feel like we met kingdom partners. Uh, they provide creative services to churches and ministries. And I'd encourage any pastor or church planter uh, who needs creative services to check them out. And today our conversation is going to center around this idea, bringing the vision to life. If there's one thing this team is good at and one thing that all of us do 
on a regular basis for our pastors and that we need to be good at, it's interpreting our pastors and bringing the vision that's in their heart to reality. And we're going to talk about that today. I recorded this interview a little bit ago, and I'm excited to bring it to you today. So here we go. Let's do this Yellowbox Creative. All right. Well, I'm joined here today with the team uh, from Yellow Box Creative. Say what's up to everybody, what's guys. Up? Yo. Hey, uh, first of all, I just have to say, uh, before we get going today, we love you guys so much. Um, we absolutely uh, loved working with you all on uh, the the launch and the look of Leading Second. And of course, we're going to continue to do a lot of things together. And um, so I just want to say, first of all, thank you for joining us and thank you for being in our world. Thank you for loving our baby like it was yours. Um, we just we felt the love and, um, you know, absolutely loved partnering with you guys um, for for this um, project. I do want to introduce kind of who we're talking to today. Uh, first of all, we have Kevin Daughtry, who is the operations director uh, for Yellowbox. Say what's up to everybody, Kevin. What's up? How's it going? Kevin is the man. And uh, I think what's even more famous than Kevin is Kevin's beard. <laughs> That's truth. So Facts. We, Facts right there. We love both Kevin and his beard. Um, next, uh, Trace Garner, who is the art director uh, for Yellowbox. Hey, what's up, guys? We love you, Trace. And we affectionately have dubbed Trace as Brand Mom mm-hmm. uh, because he gives birth to brands. <laughs> yes, this is good. <laughs> and because um, he has to call the shots about the brand like Mom, which included telling us no a bunch of times. Yeah, that's true. And it breaks um, my heart, really. We, you know, we love you. We know we love you, Brand Mom. All right, and I'm also joined here today by Ceci Castellanos, who is uh, one of the designers at uh, Yellowbox. Hey, guys. And Ceci, you've had a really big hand in both the Leading Second and the Team Church uh, brand that we did did. over the last year or so together. And I, I am a huge fan. I'll even share it a little more later, but I'm a huge fan of your work. I love what you do. Thank you so much. um, Thanks for jumping on here with us a bit today. Um, I want to make a note about this episode, too, that uh, this episode is not just for creatives. So if you had a um, a, if you were tempted to tune out on this today uh, because you saw the word creative in the title, you need not. We're going to talk about something today that I believe that we all deal with as as leaders that serve on teams, you know, that serve in churches. And that's the idea of bringing the vision to life. And uh, I want to get started with that actually today with you guys. Uh, one of the things that you all do so well at Yellowbox uh, that, that I love about you is that you interpret your clients and you bring their vision to life. I mean, we've mentioned that you did the creative work with Leading Second and also with uh, Team Church, and I absolutely loved your work. But in reality, this is the job of every second chair leader everywhere is to bring someone else's vision to life. Yet many people struggle with it. So I'm just going to lob out an opening question here and we're going to have a conversation, but why do we as leaders struggle to bring other people's ideas to life? I mean, what, what, what is the challenge and the wrestle when it comes to being tasked with bringing someone else's vision to life? That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I would say that 
it's really tough because people are in, very individual and they have their own preferences of themselves and their own kind of aesthetic preferences and their own ideas. And so whenever a, a complicated person uh, that maybe isn't so practiced at articulating their thoughts kind of comes into uh, the room and tries to portray that, it's just, you know, things can get a little muddied. Uh, so yeah, it just becomes really hard to kind of nail down exactly what uh, the client or the leader or the friend uh, is trying to say. Yeah, I think it's just because of the individuality of everybody. I, I think that in any kind of creative realm um, or leadership realm, when, you're, when you have an idea or you have a vision, you have a design, you have this concept, you desire to see it come to life and you kind of take ownership over it as your baby. Um, and it takes a lot of humbleness to be willing to look past what you've created to decide whether this could be something bigger than yourself. And I think that applies to leadership across the board, not just for creative, but for, for people in pastoral. I, I was a family pastor, a youth pastor, um, a young adult pastor, uh, you know, all around veteran of ministry that survived 25 years of ministry without mm. losing my faith. And I think one reason that successful ministers survive is because they are willing to look past their own ideas yep. at the greater good. Yeah, that's right. It's so well said. And you know, one thing I loved in working with you guys is I really felt like with Leading Second, you treated this project like it was your baby, like it was your favorite. And I'd like to believe it was your favorite of all time ever. There's no one ever been more favorite than Leading Second in the yellow box world, I'm sure. Uh, but in reality, that's probably not the case. And yet I felt that. I felt like, man, these guys love my baby like it's your own or like it's their own. That, that these guys love my baby like it's their own. And don't you think that's kind of an important quality? I, mean, I, I just love the ownership that you guys gave to this project. And um, don't you feel ownership goes a long way when it comes to bringing someone else's vision to life? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a huge deal, Brandon. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, that was something that um, is kind of, I guess, well-practiced among our team. Uh, as we kind of try to serve uh, whoever we are, we really try to get in, get in their shoes, get in their head, ask the right questions, uh, and then kind of uh, lose ourselves in order to understand them a little bit better. Uh, I think that's immensely important into making the right decisions and then also not necessarily, you know, getting offended or hurt. Um, but using your, your, your knowledge and your wisdom to uh, make the decisions and, and not your feelings. And uh, I think it's a really safe place to dabble in. As a designer, I tend to bond with every project that I get. And that's just mm. me loving the brand. Like if it was for myself, as, as you mentioned, um, being able to work around that and have a vision for that brand and make it look and feel as something that I love to present to the client so that they love it as well. And I, Ceci, wouldn't you say that when you treat it that way that you probably do better work in the process? I mean, you probably have more creative ideas because you apply that sense of ownership. Oh, for sure. 
easy. I, I kind of want to own Leading Second now because I love it so much. <laughs> well, I may, we make you own it whether you want to or not. So uh, it's, it's now forever yours. Well, let's, let's talk, though, about this idea. Um, what do you do when maybe your idea doesn't get used in a project? So funny thing happened, a little behind-the-scenes uh, conversation here. Funny thing happened when you all were uh, presenting the leading second brand to us. Lindsay and I flew down to Houston and spent the day with you. And um, you actually presented two fully developed concepts. And and I loved looking at both of them. And one of them was absolutely us. It nailed us. It, it, it totally translated what was in our hearts. The other was exceptional work. It just wasn't totally us. And the funny thing about that option was that, Ceci, you actually had a personal element in that. You had a, a font included in there that you actually developed, which, first of all, I just have the highest respect for anyone that knows how to develop a font out of their own handwriting, by the way, because I in no way, shape or form could ever do that in my life. That is not a skill that I possess. So uh, I that was the day I became a Ceci fan, by the way, uh, was was when I saw your work on that. So you had a very personal element in that brand and then funny thing was we loved that element but we ended up not going with that option and you know you may not have even cared on that day but to me it illustrated the position that actually a lot of us get into and that's when when the group decides to go with an idea that wasn't ours or when the project takes a turn away from our preference and i'm sure you guys find yourself in that position so what do you do in those situations when your great idea isn't the one that gets used, you know? Um, how do you navigate that? Oh, first off, I don't take it personal in any way. That's what happens um, in a creative world when you bond with two different brand directions mm -hmm. and you add in your own flavor to each. So for the yeah. second one, me being able to write my own typeface or create this sansessi as you call mm -hmm. <laughs> that was just me adding a personal touch mm -hmm. but i don't get a personal like yeah. negative feeling for not picking it uh and i'm happy that it was your favorite thing and i will use it eventually for you yeah <laughs> i think that i think that really illustrates kind of what she said earlier too about like she you know took a step into that that design direction uh, and kind of added her little flavor uh, and it really supported the brand. It wasn't just something that she thought was cool. There was a lot of um, kind of hand done elements to the to the whole option uh, and it really added a ton of character to it. Um, and that's I think that that just leads to like a bigger topic, which is just uh, understanding the overall vision uh, and the overall in this in this scenario, the overall like creative direction and art direction of the piece and adding to that um, and I think that that's just really strong and she did really great. Well, but I think there's, there's something else that happens on teams though. I mean, something mm -hmm. a bit different and that's when the idea moves away from your idea and, you know, Ceci in this case, uh, you know, has just the, the, um, an amazing and the right perspective on it with just, I, I put myself personally into that, but. You know, it wasn't the direction that we went with, but some people actually allow that to be a moment of offense mm -hmm. or a moment of hurt. And then that further taints any work from that point on. And so, you know, the, of course, that was 
in no way, shape or form our experience. Our experience was was awesome and life giving. And yet I know for personally, I found myself in moments where I got offended, you know, and I got I got hurt a bit. And that can really damage future creative work when you allow yourself to kind of get into that unhealthy space. Does that make sense to you guys? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it does. Yeah. I think that just, yeah, there's a lot of things to kind of touch on there. I think the, the big, the big, the big vision of leading second, uh, really resonated with everybody. And that's what we tried to honor. And that's what we tried to work yes. towards in this piece. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I found myself being offended and I usually real later realize that there's a, <laughs> there's probably a bigger issue underlying all that is, um, and so, uh, but ultimately, whenever the, the bigger idea is kind of understood by everyone, um, you can be like, man, that was a really good idea. Okay, I'm going to use it for the next one. And you're just like, okay, that, that maybe yeah, isn't totally. for this round. Maybe this is something that we use for something else. Uh, and that's just kind of the way we have to look at it. Uh, it's also whenever you kind of in your the, your personal um, relationships with the team, uh, Ceci and I are really great friends. Uh and so I think like seeing, I, I, knowing her, knowing her personality, knowing her work ethic. Uh, and so whenever something like this happens, I mean, she did a lot of the work for, for the leading second direction uh, that got chosen, the brand. And it's incredible. And it was exciting to kind of cheer those things on. Um, and so that, that definitely helped is kind of having those like really great friendships within the team. I, I think that um, collaboration is the foundational element that helps us benefit from what we're experiencing here, what we're talking about here. And for us at, at Yellowbox, uh, collaboration is kind of a, a key element of our culture. Yeah, that's good. And if you think about that from a church perspective, I was at ministries that were healthy and I was at ministries that were not healthy. And, um, you know, one of the things that I noticed recurring again and again in situations where it was an unhealthy culture is that everybody's trying to climb a ladder to get to the top and they're going to do so at the expense of everyone else around them. Um, and that's not the way the kingdom of God is designed to operate. And so while we're not a church, we're a creative agency, um, we try to take those principles and, and apply them to the way that our team is built. And if we come to the table knowing no one's at risk, no one's going to be a rung on a ladder for someone else to climb on, we're all in this journey together, then collaboration becomes much more of a reality. Mm. That's so well said, uh, and which leads me to actually something um, I wanted to ask you, Kevin. How do you, you know, you're one of the the leads of, uh, you know, this group and this agency. Um, how do you foster an environment and a workplace where great creative ideas can come out of and great collaboration can happen? I mean, how do we, maybe all of you guys could talk about it. How do we create the, the environment that every creative would give their right arm to work in and be a part of? Well, I think understanding the creative process, I mean, that's a great question and I'm glad you asked it. I think understanding the creative process and it also could apply to organizational process. It doesn't just have to be creative. But um, being a leader that is not afraid for someone to question their decisions, uh, to Mm, ask questions, to push back. Now, I'm not talking about dishonorably. I'm I'm talking about genuinely, hey, maybe what if we try it from this angle? 
because if you surround yourself with people who think just like you, then you end up with the same weaknesses and the same strengths. But you may not see things from the, the different angle which diversity brings to the table. Uh, and I'm not necessarily talking about diversity on a general scale, I'm talking about diversity in leadership strengths um, and what people bring to the table, their personalities, the angles they see things from. Um, and so I think that, that if you're willing to let your team challenge your decision, um, then they in turn help move the culture forward beyond what you would mm. be capable of doing on your own. Right. So well said. So well said. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting because the idea of building this environment, I think in the professional world, kind of sometimes looks like, okay, we got to make sure that we're in the really cool industrial building with exposed brick and we got to have the foosball table and the ping pong table and we got to make sure that we have the food trucks catering and all this different stuff like that. And this environment now... Given if you can have all of those things, that's going to be pretty sick, and you're probably, you know. <laughs> however, the the env- however the environment uh, that really is going to I think that absolutely make or breaks the the space uh, is the relationships. I'm going to keep saying it: the relationships between everybody uh, being uh, welcome and interested and being uh, vulnerable uh, is is a big deal. Uh, and having empathy towards each other. And uh, I think whenever you kind of take that first step into saying like, hey, this is what we think, and then also saying these are what my concerns are, uh, whether that be in a project or or in leadership or in responsibilities, um, I think that that's a huge... That's a huge step to take forward, uh, and then the um, the outings and the ping pong tables and the exposed brick is all a little extra that you know gets cool on the Instagram. But besides that, I think it's just really opening up with each other and 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 coming at it from honor. Well, and speaking of relationships, you guys were mentioning before we started recording today of you all recently had taken an outing as a team just to foster relationships. And Ceci, maybe I'm coming your way on this, but uh, describe how relationships outside of the office, you know, have been fostered that have really helped this team win while you're in the office. You know, how what have you done, including that outing, just to keep those relationships, I guess, really healthy and strong? Uh, let me start off by saying when I first joined Yellow Box, I wasn't expecting to have this strong relationship with these team members. I walked in thinking, I'm just gonna design, work with these people. They have a ping pong table, hey, that's cool. (laughs) But now I genuinely hang out with these people. Like Trey said, me and him are friends, we get along, we work together to make these awesome brands. And being able to have that relationship with your coworkers is amazing. And Mm -hmm. so being able to get out and be inspired, not just by design, but by each other, each other and um, taking a break from the screen and going out and sitting in the park or going to see an architectural space and talk about life, talk about self-love and Mm -hmm being able to talk about these things that make you better as a person and you find that to be a great bond with your coworker. Yeah. Yeah. Something that was really interesting about our our group, uh, the group outing was hearing everybody 
uh, kind of open up. We got to go see to the uh, James Terrell Light Space at Rice University. There's this incredible structure that the, the sun sets on and the lighting uh, from the sculpture and art architectural space lights up this with the sunset. It's an incredibly beautiful experience. Uh, but, um, and, and outside of our traditional creative space. Uh, and afterwards, uh, like Ceci mentioned, it became, we went, we went and got coffee and the conversation instantly became kind of turned to, uh, what do you do uh, for rest? What do you do for inspiration? What do you do? How important is it to make sure that you're spiritually, uh, mentally, physically, uh, you know, good because whenever all those things are in line not only are you able to obviously work with other people better but you're able to be kind of inspired a little bit better because you're looking for the joy and the love and all these other positive things that you've decided you'll let yourself have and you'll have with with god that you'll have uh, and be let be inspired by so it's kind of this these these channels get opened up whenever uh, you have these honest conversations with people and you allow yourself to kind of connect in that way and that's very well said, and it leads me to probably the final thing I wanted to talk with you all about today, and that's simply the idea of diversity. So one of the things that I so love about your office is that it's incredibly diverse, uh, the the people that work there, and, and that's everywhere from you know ethnicity to faith expression to age to background. It's a it's a culture. Lindsay and I love coming and bothering you guys and hanging out with you and spending time there. And um, you know, yet many of you, I'm sure, come from different backgrounds. I I love Ceci. You know, you said earlier, you kind of showed up for a job, but you you realized you found a family. Yep. You know, in the process, that's huge. And um, how have you fostered? A, a you know an environment that values diversity that values everyone's unique perspective um, that they're bringing to the table and I'm I'm talking life faith mm -hmm. all of it yeah uh, I'm gonna choose to uh, also start this by honoring Kevin <laughs> and the leadership <laughs> at, at Yellow Box for real I think that it definitely starts from the top um, and kind of trickles down um, as leadership should. And I think Kevin and the leaders at Yellow Box um, do a great job at, um, again, coming at, these, at, coming at the team as people um, and interested and open to new ideas. Uh, and I think I, that, that was obvious for me when I started working at Yellow Box over three years ago, and it's still something that we carry, uh, we carry now. Um, so that's huge, is the leadership really does want new ideas um, and... Uh, yeah, that's a big deal. Kevin has a way, and all other leaders here, have a way of making me feel comfortable in my workplace. Mm -hmm. And that's important. I never want to feel like I can't do something when I'm in here. Right. I feel like I can mm -hmm. do everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have this creative bubble that I'm living in with my coworkers and bouncing ideas back and forth and having... Kevin overlook and supporting us in every mm -hmm. way. He's never saying, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Mm -hmm. He gives us the freedom and it's refreshing to have that in a workplace. Yeah, for sure. Um, and everyone brings, whether of you know different backgrounds or ethnicities, they always bring their own kind of personal 
uh, touch to everything, and that should be welcomed. Uh, it is welcomed. Um, and also, I think just really great conversation um, that can be honest, uh, that can be about the, the difficult kind of difficult topics, uh, but staying, staying respectful and just kind of interested to learn more. Um, yeah. Love it. Um, okay. Now for my real last question and then we'll wrap this okay. up. I promise. What do you guys love most about bringing a new brand to life? Like the day I remember when we did our launch event for leading second, just incredibly fun to see it finally live and breathe. And I'm sure for every brand, uh, every brand has a different moment where that happens. But what excites you the most about seeing a new brand that you've worked on come to life? That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, every like you kind of mentioned, there's something specific to every brand, uh, each piece. Sometimes there's a digital aspect that uh, you kind of design screens for, for a few months, and then you finally see them on, on the web page or in an app. Uh, so that's kind of the one single uh, touch point that you have. Sometimes there's really great print deliverables. Uh, I think that's something that always happens that's incredibly exciting for myself personally is uh in this case, it was, you know, your, your face whenever we presented the options <laughs> and every client, uh, that we get to, that we get to present the work to, I think the face that they're like, wow, I yeah, didn't think good. of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. You know, that, and, and that's kind of their eyes being, you know, their, them being opened up and kind of them being like this brand being revealed to them. It's huge. And I think that's kind of like the first the first touch point for the brand um, is like, you know, it went from the mind and hard work and preparation of the client or the leader. And then it comes to the, you know, came to inside of our office and then kind of handing it back to them. And they're like, what, you made this? This is, <laughs> what? It, wow. I think that's just really, really well, incredible. Yeah, for us, it was for us, it was kind of like seeing the ultrasound for the first time, you know, and yeah. cause it, it wasn't, it wasn't living yet, but we saw mm-hmm. its first picture mm-hmm. and I know we weren't supposed to, but we showed it to a lot of people. Just <laughs> uh, well, you're proud of you it. You told us not to, and we totally didn't listen to you. Um, <laughs> and that's where brand mom came from because <laughs> our baby was now the most beautiful baby in the world, you know, but yeah, I, that, that resonates with me. That was a very special moment for Lindsay and I, for sure. Well, for me, I, I think it would be, uh, I mean, I'm, to be honest, I'm always nervous because I'm like, you know, bringing these clients and these organizations to the table to help bring their vision to life. And so I understand the gravity of what we're about to do. And so when we're presenting it to them, even though I, our team is amazing, I, I've never seen bad work from our team. So it's, it's, it's not a lack of trust in our team. It's just the nervousness of seeing this gravity yeah of this decision be presented and then you know i always walk away from those meetings going shoo like that was awesome we did it you know i'm like hey all right guys all right high fives but for me i think my favorite piece is um we work with a lot of churches and a lot of church plants and honestly i was going through the arc process to plant myself before we decided to do this and and the deciding factor was man i could i could do this one time for me or we could do it multiple times over for people all over. And that became a really resounding passion stance for me personally. And so getting to go to these church launches on their first day and be a part of it and see the work that our team has done to help bring this vision to life 
it's much bigger than, oh, cool, we did a project. It's like realizing all the lives that are going to be touched by what you had a part in. And that's really satisfying to see. And you just feel like, all right, man, I can do this again. No matter how much work it takes, how many late nights, um, whatever we need to do, I, I love this because at the end of the day, it is bigger than us. So good. Ceci, any final words from you? Yes. One small thing that uh, excites me about a brand launch is social media. I know it's just, oh, Instagram or Twitter, but that's a big deal and it's exciting because you're sharing it with the world for the first time. Mm -hmm. And those first nine posts that Leading Second Mm -hmm. uh, posted, it was great. And it was nice to see that on a feed. And knowing that you worked on that and you're helping them bring their vision to life and people are noticing is exciting and it always is Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, I remember sitting with you doing all those posts that morning. Yeah, Yeah. and I was really excited. um, You probably like couldn't tell, but inside I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. (laughs) And it's great. I was just amazed at how you type on a phone with your oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> I was mesmerized by it. Fun fact, those are real nails. Yeah. Fun fact. Those are real. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, I just have to say it again. We love you guys so much. Thank you for what you do for others. Thank you for, you know, bringing, bringing people's, you know, visions to life. And it's, it's, it's very selfless work. And uh, you turn the keys over to someone else and they drive off and you're on to the next. But just know from Lindsay and I and from others that we know that have worked with you, it makes a big difference. So thank you guys so much. We love love you you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. you. Love you guys. If this podcast has resonated with you today, we would love to hear from you. Uh, I would encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, to leave a rating or a comment and even consider sharing the podcast with someone in your world. We would consider it the honor of a lifetime to have a voice into their leadership every single week. Um, Also, I want to encourage you to head to leadingsecond.com and sneak in your application for a fall coaching group. We would love to have you. Few spaces available. It's going to be a great season as we stretch ourselves and increase our personal capacity. Well, until next time, Leading Second, we love you. I pray today has helped you in some manner. I just want you to know today that we're praying for you. We're cheering you on. Uh, Let's run strong for the kingdom and let's lead in an uncommon way together.